This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Girl Claudia Jordan, we are back with TGIF. Of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and all over social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Let's go, Claudia. Let's go. I need some energy. I am dead, but we're going to get through this show. Good to see you. I like your shirt. That's cute. Thank you. You Oh, sorry. Let's not let your friend feel left out. And please right? welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? What's going on? Y'all want to know something funny? I'm not going to lie to you. I can be honest now. When we went to five days a week, I wasn't here for I was like, baby, I don't want to go to work no five days a week. I'm not here for But somehow now after the weekend, I, I like be can't wait to get back here Monday to, to like to dish yeah. the tea and the talk. Like I'm I'm amped tonight. Get chill. You. Come <laughs> Throw it up right before our little eyes. Anyhow. Oh, you know, I miss y'all. <laughs> and Very so nice. much has transpired over the weekend. So I just feel like people were blowing up my Instagram this weekend. And I just, it's its this feeling of the, like the people are waiting on us to right. give them what they need. So right. let's do it. Right. And I love that they're in our inboxes individually and telling us, you guys have to cover this, right? Like, they be, right, like, having right. suggestions. They be trying to low-key produce the show. Right, right, right. Are y'all drinking tonight or not? What we doing? Nah, I'm on our public sweet tea tonight. All right, you know, I'm back on my buttery Chardonnay. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm on water today because I've been in there. I'm still in Aruba. I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow, but I'm trying to detox a little bit because it was... I, I didn't really... You know what? Honestly, I didn't really drink that much. I had a couple pina coladas. I'm just... I just don't like you ever get to a point where you're like I'm just kind of over it like liquor I like, yeah, and, you, know, you look like you had a lot of fun weren't you with Floyd Mayweather on a boat well he was there because he's good friends with uh, Amber which is Wanye's wife Amber and Wanye and a bunch of other people Sean Stockton from Boys to Men they sang End of the Road twice it was an epic night uh, it's his 50th birthday happy birthday Wanye and happy anniversary to you and Amber uh, Amber and Floyd are actually the friends from like they came up together so yeah it was it, it was a really intimate, like all white party on the beach. It was really beautiful and and fun. I'll, I'm gonna tell you more about some of those shenanigans offline. But anyways, <laughs> so mates, I know you all are used to us calling out Joyce in the show, uh, and I do want y'all to have her on. We got to get her on camera one day so mm-hmm. you can put a face to the name. But uh, this time we want to send a special, very special birthday shout out to our supervising producer. Justin Hart. Now, Justin has been the heart of and soul of the show since the beginning, yes. and we want to send him some special extra TGIF love. Does anyone have anything to say to our super friend and producer? Anybody want to go first? I'll go. I just want to say, Justin, you do an amazing job. Um, not only does Justin, Justin produce the show, but wrangling the three of us is like corralling cats. And, oh, speak for yourself. And, yeah, we, <laughs> and we put Justin through hell. And he that's you. It. That's you. That's <laughs> you. all you. That's and all he you. endures it or whatever so you guys can have an awesome show. Anybody who can put up with the three of us and our three distinct personalities that's offline you. and get us to, 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 to work on time and to, to do a show deserves all the flowers and all the gold. So, Justin, thank you for putting up with us. And we look forward to many, many more working years with you, brother. Al. Happy birthday, Justin. But look, so TGI fans, do you guys want to know who's always on time for work? Who is always there when we're supposed to be there on time? I bet you can't guess. It's funky. <laughs> we would have never guessed it, right? You would have thought it was either me or Claudia. But let me tell you, the most the most on-time person here at this job is funky. Thanks to Justin. Happy birthday, Justin. Justin, we go way back before Fox O. We're actually on the Raw Word as well. You're an Emmy-winning producer. You've uh, done your thing. Um, all through all the changes, you've been with Fox O since it's pretty much its, its inception. And you've had your hands on a lot of the success of the network and the shows. 
And you know what? Justin really, really cares about the content. Like he, like if a guest isn't right or something, he really will be like, no, that's not the brand. Like he really cares about the show. And I will say, uh, I love you, Justin. You're awesome what you do. And you know, I got nothing but love for you. And I love our late night conversations that have nothing to do with the show sometimes. It's about your personal life because it is juicy. And uh, happy birthday, Justin. All right, let's get into this tea. Oh, this guy. <clears throat> the Blue Face Saga continues. It was reported that the Department of Children and Family Services is investigating Blueface and his household after Blueface, Blueface posted footage of him asking his young son if he is gay while women stripped in a nearby room. Meanwhile, Blueface's baby mother, Krishan Rock, dedicated her son, Krishan Jr., in church this past Sunday, revealing his full name, Krishan Jesus Malone Jr. Okay. Should Blueface be investigated for his parenting? What do y'all think about this? And I think it's turning around for Krishan. Al? Hey, you know, I shared on the show a couple of days ago that Krishan and I sat together in church at the one church here in Los Angeles. And I said, look, I, I felt and witnessed a, a growing up Krishan. So I'm hoping she has changed. But the question is here, how much can she actually change? Because she gets rewarded. Her job is to exhibit bad behavior. I wish the best for her in her growing. I wish the best for her in figuring out her pivot, pivot. And I hope this child is the pinnacle of helping her do that. So that's what I would like to say about Krishan. As it relates to Blueface, look, the last thing you want, son, is, t is CPS on your timeline. And what appears to be happening right here is the very thing that got him on all of our timelines may be the very thing that's going to have his kids taken away from him. I hope I'm wrong because I never would want to see uh, those two kids taken away from him and his girlfriend who live together because they seem to, with all their misjudgment, do exercise a great deal of good judgment and having their kids with them at all times. So only time will tell, but let's see what's, how this is both going to play out for both Krishan as well as Blueface. I don't think he has good judgment. You see the video where he was like, the little kids in the pantry with that struggle pantry with no food in there. And he's like, boy, what you doing in here? The kid's looking for food. He's like, there's booty cheeks in the other room. I was like. I just mean judgment as far as, you know, we can say a lot about his judgment as far as what he does and whether he has food, but he is with his kids. We know a lot of young black men that have young kids don't even see him, don't even have the girlfriend or fiance in the house with them. So at least we see him around his kids actively holding them, playing with them, and hopefully one day teaching them something positive. They hungry though. I think it might be. I think it, with his ass, it might be better if he was absentee, quiet as a kettle. Dealing with, dealing with. Listen, I know some of y'all, especially from the black delegation, are gonna get mad because y'all are so heavenly minded that you know earthly good. All you gotta do is throw Jesus on front of something, and y'all get blinded gas station that baby was too damn young to be out the baby has been out the baby hasn't even is even a week old yet and i i recognize the fact that she's baptizing the baby and, and praise allah jesus and mary magdalene that baby is too damn young to be out of the house and followed up by that she's also been spotted at a baseball game with this damn baby al talking all this change 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 I haven't seen change. I've just seen a new pivot of drama. It's now go out in public, hold the baby for photo ops, fussing about blue face, crying and carrying on while holding the baby. I'm not convinced that people changed overnight. I'm not convinced that much has changed with these two. Sorry if this sounds negative, but that's what I'm witnessing. As far as um, the blue face and, 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 and child protective services getting involved, I don't know how I feel about this one. While I question his parenting and, and, and I question him and Krishan and that, that uh, Latina chick that he's with, I think my questioning comes more from a social perspective and not one of physical harm. I'm not a parent. I'm not a lawyer nor a social worker. I, I, I don't know if asking your child if they want to see something that could be deemed pornographic necessarily warrants children and services. I'm, I'm not really sure about that, but um, I hope that that's enough to scare him into keeping some of his inner workings of his family off social media. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not just that. I think it was the weed smoking too and the drinking. Okay. There was some smoking. Well, you know, it's mental and physical. Drunk. 
okay. for CPS. It's mental and physical. So if they're in jeopardy, okay. either of those, they can be called in. And as okay. it relates to her taking her child out, it's not like it used to be cute. When we were coming up, you were supposed to wait six weeks to two months before you take your child outside in public. Well, you know, you know, pediatric health experts are saying you don't have to do that anymore. You can take them outside immediately as long as you follow some basic health standards or guidelines. That's white pediatric people. And black people, we, don't <laughs> we do not listen to that. We don't listen to that. Y'all, Al is normally the facts person. Do not listen to Al. She gonna get a setback. I, forget the baby for this moment. She's still wide open. She's still wide open. She's supposed to be home. Alicia Edwards says, Alicia Edwards said the baby uh, Christian is al already the baby had in shots. Kizzy Hampton said, I can't take any more of Blueface or Krishan Lord. Please make it stop. Uh, Katie Pop is more um, uh, positive about it, optimistic, and said Krishan is going to be a great mom. She loves that baby. And Tanya Christopher said she can change her brand, and sometimes motherhood can do that. Mm -hmm. Tanya Kelly said those kids need to be taken away from them. The kids are supposed to drunken parents. All right, so it's, uh, we got some on both sides here. All right, another celebrity couple took to social media to air out their relationship business. R&B singer Tink and her now ex-boyfriend producer Hitmaker, also known by his rap name Youngberg, were reportedly involved in an altercation in Cancun, Mexico. Now, both Tink and Hitmaker pleaded their cases on social media, with Tink getting deep about their relationship. Take a look. I was never jealous of any woman with them. I know that I, I, it's me, you know, and I need people to know that the same, you know, to the, to the women, the same y'all going to war over here. From the ruler to the tutor. Hitmaker responded saying that he has video proof of Tink putting her hands on him and that she's going to have to pay for her actions. Whose side are you taking in this fight? I got a question. Why? Why? I just think it's so late. Why, Claudia, when women get mad, y'all would be like, and he ate. Men do the same know. thing. They'd be he like. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, ain't, ain't, don't everybody. Listen, not me, girl. But uh, this, ooh, wait, I'm lying. Wait, don't lie I, now. Oh, okay, anyway. Right. Don't lie. You know, I. Up until now, Tink, in my opinion, has been a very unproblematic artist. I loved her music. I was waiting for so much more from Tink, and I hate that this situation has come forward. And unfortunately, from listening to both sides of the story, it's giving he played with her heart, and she responded like the hurt, jealous, mad, and maybe all of it is warranted, and she attacked him physically, which is not cool. You know, he's saying that they randomly ended up in Cancun at the same restaurant together. I don't know how you mistakenly run into somebody outside of the country. So as Al always says, something in the milk is not clean. But to be honest, in my opinion, it's looking a little worse on Tink's behalf than it is right. on Hitmaker's side. Al, what do you think? You know, this one's kind of confusing to me, or I don't know how to think, right? Because first of all, we we know we know Youngberg's history. I was introduced to him in, in in 2014 when he was on Love and Hip Hop, and remember, Masika told us, you know, that he got fired from Love and Hip Hop because of that altercation. Well, in 2020, he also got allegedly charged with pistol whipping a woman in 2020. So I'm just like, mm, this is toxic. Both of these, you know, she's trying to pretend like he didn't have this background or you know, you know, this type of history, and now she's the one that's doing the physical. Physical assault, and I'm just, I'm just like, there's no sympathy for me on either side. So I'm gonna say neither. But I do want to ask you this, Claudia: Why is it that women know the history of a guy as far as the cheating? Because we know, you know, he he likes having his fun outside of his relationships. They know his history, but still somehow think that he's gonna be different when they get with them. Help me understand that, Claudia, because, you know, that happens so much. And I don't understand why when they really realize what the truth is and what's really going on out here, they feel like, oh, well, I did know if I'm honest. 
Um, you know, I, you know, it bothers me when we say women. I think it's a people thing. I think it's a human thing. I think it's not something that's just specific to women because we can sit there and say, well, he knew that she wanted a relationship that was faithful and he chose to get with her. Like, there's, you know, you can frame it how you want. But um, of course, everyone wants to feel like they're going to be special. You know what I mean? There's men that get played by women. There's women that get played by men that are known hoes on both sides. And for some reason, when you're in it, I don't know if it's the hormones that get released, you think it's something different about you. And also, you also got to think about this. We cannot just be so quick to say, oh, she should have known. Pillow talk is locked in with someone and you feel like it is different and special. It is so easy. Human nature. I won't say male. I won't say female. It's human nature to feel like, this feels different, guys. I know this person has this reputation, but it feels different to me. I know the word on the street about such and such, but I don't know. I, I think I'm a smart person and it just feels different. And, you know, people are very convincing when they know they have you open. So I just kind of tend to just be a little bit more understanding about that because, I don't know, do we just throw people away because they had a bad pass or do we, I, I, I don't know where, where y'all stand on that, but yeah, I, I wouldn't date them because of, you know, the past, but not everyone's like that. You know, I don't know. We have some comments. Uh, Blanche never ho. Oh, what a word said. Uh, the new woman always thinks the previous women were lying until they do it to them. That's true. That's true. And uh, Miss G for real says because of the patriarchy, Al, they think they won a prize and he will change. Okay. I could see that. And cash said she should. National and crown jewel said, uh, she knew he was trouble when she got with him. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. I mean, he's just, he looks dusty. All right, coming up next, the state of Florida in the, is in the hot seat. And later, find out why Shirley Strawberry is apologizing to Steve Harvey. She's had a rough week. We'll be right yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to all the soulmates in the chat, keeping it popping. All right, y'all, whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories out of the state of Florida. That's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida. Funky, how does this make you feel where like this segment's like almost every other day on What the Florida? It, 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 the guy, I put on a strong face, but it makes me feel very insecure. It <laughs> makes me reevaluate my whole life. And it makes me try to understand why I still live here. And I'm trying to figure out somewhere else to move if you really want to know the truth. <laughs> ah, it's Florida. That's your family. <laughs> So he definitely represents Florida hard. Too. Right. The, only the whole side of Florida. You are you. That's your people, brother. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, let's get into it. Make you feel worse. A central Florida teacher was arrested for allegedly slapping and pulling on a child with autism. The 48 year old woman, Stacy Sternod, is accused of striking the four year old child with an open hand twice, causing the child to fall on a bookcase. Damn. The child suffered minor lacerations. Funky, I know you you fight kids. I don't think you fight handicapped kids or disabled kids, but you do I fight kids. Handicapped kids. Huh? You said what, Al? I said I hope he's not fighting handicapped kids. But he is from Florida, so Funky, what's going on with these teachers Listen. in Florida? This is all Rob DeSantis' fault, okay? Because they can't show the kids no movies. They can't read the kids no damn books. The drag queens can't come read to the kids and distract them anymore. And the teacher's wages is below livable. That lady was fed up, okay? She probably has 33 autistic kids running around in the classroom because they all blooded out with children. We got a teacher shortage. It's just all going wrong. And unfortunately, it boiled over in this lady. It boiled over. All right. Well, what she did is 100% wrong. And the child probably did damn deserve it. You know what I'm saying? However, it was wrong. But I think we should just give her temporary insanity and put her on paid leave. The and kid's she, autistic. Yeah, but her patience is regular. Look, All right. the, so, you know, people patient sometimes just people with regular patients sometimes boil over. This is, has nothing to do about the child and everything to do with the conditions. So you focus on the wrong thing, Claudia. You focus on the child, but it's, it's about the conditions. First of I'm all, focus on the wrong thing. <laughs> First of yeah. all, Q, mm -hmm. a, 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 
I don't want this to come out the wrong way. She's 48, but she looks 68. She's a female, but she looks like a man. Conditions. That's the reason why she used to be a dog groomer two years ago. This is this is speaking. They need to a groom herself. This is speaking to the endemic that we're, that's facing our school system with this teacher shortage. And not only is there a teacher shortage, there's a huge shortage of special education teachers because in the last five or eight years, the number of people that have been labeled special ed has increased as the intake is over a million. So you don't have enough teachers. The day a dog groomer becomes a teacher or allowed to be in the classrooms is the day that you allow this type of behavior to seep into your classroom or into your school system. It's just not fair and it shouldn't be that way. We've got to do better in incentivizing our teachers, A, to want to teach special education and B, we need to pay them more money so that they have a safer environment for these kids to learn. The fact that a dog groomer got a teaching job. Wait, but y'all assuming the lady don't have no degree. And I'm sorry, if you can deal with unruly dogs, then surely you can deal with unruly children. Oh. I think the skill set transfer. No, go and back to the picture. That's why you live in Florida. <laughs> can we see the picture one more time? That's why you live in Florida. <laughs> Listen. First of all, first of all, it's giving very much ex-con. Very it's much. giving not gentle or nurturing. That is not, not a, that you. should not be nobody's teacher. Well. That should be nobody's. I said the conditions. It was either that or leading little autistic children in the classroom alone. So what y'all want to do since y'all know so damn much? Which I'd rather somebody be in there with them than nobody. It would have been great if I read on her LinkedIn that she, you know, was a dog groomer and then she went back to school and she specialized in special education or sensitivity training or something like that. I could have rocked with it. But going straight from dog groomer to teacher aid or teacher in special education settings, that that seems to me almost like a recipe. Conditions. Because if you had the credentials to be a teacher, wouldn't you be doing that? Dog groomer gives part-time <laughs> at Petco. Like, I need y'all to start reading that highly skilled profession that pays very well, okay? I pay uh, $85 every time. I say. It's a very high-skilled job that pays. And listen, there's a lot of customer, customer service in it. You deal with all types of temperaments. You deal with all types of dogs and dog owners from different backgrounds. You deal with all type of temperament of dogs. You have to be able to read their character and their temperament to know whether they're going to bite. And you have to be able to... It's a lot. Claudia, go on to the next that. story, please. He is really sitting here trying to justify right, comparing dogs to kids. <laughs> with... crazy. <sighs> yeah. We ain't never gonna make it a network TV. All Happy right. Monday. In some mysterious news, a Carnival cruise passenger was discovered missing when the ship returned to Florida. 26-year-old Kevin McGrath was reported missing after two-night cruise to the Bahamas. Miami detective said McGrath was supposed to meet his family for breakfast before leaving the cruise ship, but never showed up. After an extensive search, authorities believe he did not fall overboard. Funky, what do you think of this uh, cruise ship mystery? Well, see, here's what the story's not telling you. Apparently, on its way back to my because that's where the hell his ass at, okay? If he ain't on the boat, he in the water. And if he's still on the boat, he would be stinking right now unless he's in the freezer. Oh. Well, let me, say, let me tell you this, Claudia. This one is really interesting, and I need the soulmate's help to follow this story because, listen, he's the father of two kids, they, they, the kids, and he's a great father. His entire family was on that cruise ship celebrating their dad's 60th birthday. In addition, his mother had all of his ID, meaning his license, his birth certificate. His cabin mate was his twin brother. His twin brother said he saw him between 5 and 6.45 a.m. before he went missing at 7 a.m. Detectives did a complete sweep of the ship and could not find him. And what else? So I was thinking... Somebody in here is lying. Either the cruise ship is lying, the authorities lying, or someone in the family's not being 100% truthful about what's going on. It sounds to me, if you're sneaking out of your room at 5 to 6.30 a.m. when you're already near the port or in the port, seems like you might have been going to see somebody. And let me tell you, it definitely goes down on those cruises, especially on the Tom Joyner cruise. You'll be seeing all kinds of old people creeping and having multiple cabins. <laughs> I don't, hopefully he's okay, but they, it's weird that they said they, they don't think he went overboard, though. 
You know what right. I mean? They looked, they pulled all the footage. There's no sign of him. No sensors went off that somebody went overboard. And everybody says this guy is simply an amazing young man. He had a military background, incredible dad, incredible father to his kids. And the family was like, he's just one of a kind. So how did he get missing? Nikki Ward said insurance scam. Well, where would he be? Right. I mean, so from my understanding, he was last seen physically on the boat while the boat was in the middle of the water. More than physically in the boat, his brother, who shared the cabin with him, physically saw him with his eyes between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. before he went missing. And he, did, and he didn't get off the boat. So if his ass did not get off the boat and he's not currently on the boat, then his ass is in the Bermuda Triangle. Right. Maybe he fell I mean, where there was no cameras and a blind spot. That's the only explanation. And if he's dead on the boat, he would be stanking by now unless he's in the freezer. Okay. The authorities are on the hunt for a loose monkey in Orange City, Florida. Come in our monkeys. Police <laughs> have received multiple calls regarding the wild animal. Allegedly, it was spotted last near a local fast food restaurant. Police have warned residents not to feed or attempt to capture the monkey. I know, Funky, you're going to deny these ancient monkeys and say they came from Horse Pasture, Virginia, or Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> it seems to me that this story, this has happened every single week. Monkeys in Florida. I didn't think we did. I think it's too hot down here for the monkeys. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Florida, we got to take this charge because Florida, we are the king of having exotic animals for pets. I had a neighbor who had a tiger one time. Oh, and when I was growing up, my cross the street neighbor, Miss Gwen, she had a handyman that's on her house a lot. Mr. Henry, he had a Galapagos tortoise, tortoise in her yard, and the tortoise would always cross the street and dig a hole in our backyard. And I'm not lying to y'all. <laughs> I grew up with a turtle digging holes up under our house, and we used to throw firecrackers in the hole to smoke the turtle out. And what? the turtle just walked. We were horrible people back then, but um, we did it. And the owner of the monkey got to be black because they said the monkey was at Popeye's. So, you know, they was feeding that monkey chicken. <laughs> That's what it is. It's the new ghost pepper wings from Popeye's. That monkey was hungry. He wants <laughs> That monkey won. <laughs> that monkey smelled that chicken was like, it is on. That, and that new strawberry biscuit. So y'all think the monkey went to Popeye's? Okay. That's, where, that's where they found it at. I'm saying to, to, to place an order. <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We're going to go to break on that note because we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about on the other side of this break. Coming up next, our girl, Shirley Strawberry. She going Oh, Lord. Ooh, this Ooh, is final, she, man, find out what she had uh, to say about Steve Harvey. And later, Cardi B has beef with Michael Jackson. Who would have thought? Find out why when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Charging higher interest rates is how banks make more money. And they take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is just okay, but not great. Scoremaster, the new science in accelerating credit scores, puts you in control of your money and not the bank. Now, say your credit is 650 and you're borrowing 500 grand to refi your home. If you start at Scoremaster, that could save you over 75 grand in interest over the life of your loan or more. Now, that 75 grand is your money, not the bank's. That's the genius behind Scoremaster, especially now with soaring interest rates. Now, it only takes a minute to get started, and you can add 30 to 100 points on your credit file, depending on your situation. So before you apply for any loan, auto lease, or credit, start at Scoremaster. Visit scoremaster.com slash T to try Scoremaster for free. That's right, for free. Visit scoremaster.com slash T, scoremaster.com slash T, fellas. What do you think about Scoremaster? I know we all use it. Yeah, I, I say this time and time again. Everybody knows I got one foot in, one foot out of the housing market, but Scoremaster has helped me increase my score and not only increase it, but keep it at the levels that I needed to be by helping me you know, know which balances to pay, where to keep my credit card uh, balances, when to make payments, to optimize my score. And uh, it also gives me other suggestions for other, other little financial moves I can make to keep my score healthy and to grow it, grow it, grow it. So, you know, you guys have heard us talking about this product over and over 
and over again. And if you're somebody who's credit challenged and or just wants to maintain your credit, you should definitely check out Scoremaster because it is worth it. That's right. I also like the fact that, uh, Claudia, that it has the score master builder. So it gives you a plan how to build it if you have bad credit. So I like that. And then I also like the privacy uh, masters and privacy master. I mean, they don't release your personal information to anybody. And the third thing that I like the most about it is that score master has what's called um, a 1 million fraud protection program where up to a million dollars you would be protected if you're under score master if anyone stole your identity. How amazing is that? Well, we love to hear it. Promotional consideration furnished by score master. You know, I love them because they help me get my credit score where it needs to be to get my new house. All right, let's get back to some more topics. Steve Harvey's radio co-host Shirley Strawberry was allegedly caught talking about Steve and his wife Marjorie in a leaked phone conversation with their incarcerated partner Ernesta Williams. Now during the alleged conversation, Shirley makes claims about the couple's lavish house that she had the opportunity to see. Now when Ernesto asked if Marjorie was there, Shirley replied, no, she's not there. If she was there, we probably wouldn't have been able to be all over the house. You know, he's scared of her. Well, what do you think about Shirley's take on Steve and Marjorie? Funky, let's go to you first. Well, first and foremost, <clears throat> this story sounds more scandalous than what it is. Shirley Strawberry did absolutely nothing wrong. I don't give a damn if it's your mama, your children, or your spouse. We all have private conversation about people that we know and love when we think the conversation is going to stay private. And I honestly think the true test of a friend is when you get a glimpse of what they say when you're not around listening. On that phone call, she could have called Marjorie all types of bitches. She could have been saying, I hate working for this big mustache things and she was you know under the shroud of privacy she simply said you know china we was scrambling all over that lady house knowing damn well we was supposed to be and, and and because she was not there steve was allowed to let us do it now did steve and marjorie hearing shirley's sentiments sting a little sure it did but you know what they did the minute they heard their comments they sat on the edge of their bed and they talked about shirley and her man like a dog to each other we all do it all right. So she did nothing wrong. She had nothing to apologize for, but I'm glad that she did do what was necessary to salvage the working relationship per se. And she has since a, a issued an apology. She looked very, very embarrassed. Al, what do you think about this story? Um, I listened to her apology. I thought it was sincere. Um, I think Marjorie was right. Marjorie was right. You can't be mad at Marjorie because she was right. She didn't want your criminal having ass with your ex, his criminal having ass going through her house. And I don't blame her. I don't want criminals slumping through my house. I don't want criminal criminals around me on a regular basis. I, I just like Marjorie was right and she was protecting her husband. So I don't feel no kind of way about her talking about Marjorie. Now, what I do see and what I will say is this. I'm surprised that woman still got a job, okay? Because if I was Steve Harvey, I'm not sure that I would have the wherewithal to keep her employed, A, after you threw us all into the scandal, and B, after you throw us all in the scandal and we're trying to recover, now this is going to service my word right here, soulmates. We're going to see a transition coming up soon. And remember, I told you this here. She will have her own show shortly, and it may be EP'd by Steve Harvey, or Steve Harvey's going to help her get her own show on a different platform because he's going to start distancing himself away from Shirley Strawberry. Uh, I'm not surprised she still has her job, but it's also for now. They've, they've made good radio for a very, 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 very long time, and she's paid very well to laugh at you know, his jokes and everything and to kind of be a support system in that show. And let's listen, listen, we've even had this situation here. On blast and we've had to work through it. Was it uncomfortable? Yes, it was. Did we get through it? Yeah, it was. And actually there's a argument to be made that you can actually be a little bit better on the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? And then the stakes are much lower here with what we're getting paid. I mean, it's cute, but it ain't Steve Harvey money. You know what I'm saying? So I could see, and, and like, I agree with you, Funky. It, well, both of you actually. Yeah, it's going to feel like the initial knee-jerk reaction. Oh, okay. But when you really listen to it, I thought there was so many times it could have gone so much more left because I felt like, did y'all feel like the husband was kind of 
trying to get her to say more. It felt well, like he was like, did she? Because I was like, did she look old? And I and see, and, and that's what I'm saying. How you know she's a good friend? Because that was Shirley's opportunity. Nobody was watching to be like, yeah, Chad, she looked like she's smoking six packs of cigarettes and she looked haggard in the face. And her response was, no, she looks good like she always does. Mm-hmm. Y'all, yeah, she, keep, y'all yeah. keep being nice. Y'all keep being nice. Steve Harvey going through his comments back to the people that's trying to drag him and his wife. Oh, yeah, I saw he, him say a whole video about her. No, but look, why? the real gag see I'm, I'm not about what people say i always listen to what they don't say she kept responding to and i know marjorie and steve y'all going through Go y'all through. Own stuff. Yeah. she kept saying it yeah. and here's here's what i deduce from that when somebody is the victim of a rumor you don't describe it as them going through something. You don't pay no attention to it. You just, whatever. But she kept saying, and I know y'all going through y'all stuff right now and have my stuff. And she kept saying it. There is some truth. She called it firestorm is what she called it. There's some truth to there being some discord in the Steve Harvey household. I mean, he went on and made a whole video today about how, you know, he was very defensive. Well, you know, he's been being attacked for her for uh, the entire marriage. You know, people have been having their say about their relationship and how they got together. He broke down the whole timeline. I don't know if y'all saw the video today. He broke down when they got together, when he actually didn't have all the markets he has now. He started with his four markets. He really credits her with helping him build it up. Because listen, we all know the rumors or the stories that have been said about Steve Harvey, his first wife, his other marriages, and then with Marjorie. So I'm sure this did not help the timing. I'll give you that. The timing could not have been worse for 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 this to come out but um don't you think Shirley strawberry knows so much more than she could have said and she was really a messy bitch she could have made that call that conversation could have been way worse yeah but is it right she was trying listen she she just trying to keep her job isn't she in her 70s i'm not trying to be funny but she's in her 70s She's basically without anything. She says she's living with a friend now, right? She's living with a friend. She's trying to keep her job. She's trying to stay employed. Yeah. No, I'm saying like the conversation with her husband, like it could have been oh, it, the husband. I mean, yeah, I don't guess. you think she knows like way more tea than she could have said? Yeah. But then my other question with that is what you doing on the phone with your husband convicted of molesting little kids and animals? Like, why are you spending so much time on the phone with him? Like, I don't know that I would put him on an email basis. I, I, if my husband molested a child or screwed a cat or a dog, we, we would never speak again. Yeah. I don't care how heartbroken I was, but that's us. Okay. All right. Um, keep it locked because coming up next, Cardi B speaks on Offset's tattoos. And later we have a new couple alert. Stick around. Mm. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, people today get crazy tattoos, but for Cardi B, there's one tattoo that creeps her out. Now, during a recent interview, Cardi said her husband Offset's tattoo of Michael Jackson's face on the side of his stomach is a mood killer in the bedroom. Cardi said whenever they are intimate, she can't help but to notice that Michael's tattoo stares back at her. Do you blame Cardi for being creeped out? And have you ever questioned your lover's choice in tattoos? Al, let's go to you first. Nope, never had never had any lovers with that many tattoos. But, I mean... We know what he's working with. If the tattoo is right beside his, you know what? When she's giving him all sex, considering where the tattoo is, you that's what she- Claudia said. Two potatoes, three. What's that potato? What's that potato zone? Um, I don't know, but she seems really happy. So I'm thinking it's over too. Uh, Q, what do you think about this and the tattoo? Have you ever been with someone like a weird tattoo? Like, how did you get that? You know, I, I. I, I um, shout out, I was such a hoe the lights be off. I don't know what they got. <laughs> Quiet as a skip. No, I can't say that I've consciously been with anybody with any crazy, uh, crazy tattoos, but I could understand why somebody's face looking at you while doing something like that could be a bit creepy. I'm just glad it's like 
somebody you don't know or you have no reference of versus it being like his grandmother or his mom or something that would be even more weird than it be you know a distant celebrity that he never met yeah the um i i totally see you know and of course he's playful about it but i i totally get that it is kind of weird like your man has another guy's tattoo on his on his body but i it's michael jackson so you kind of understand it's like you know icon but I remember seeing like a tattoo of someone's deceased mom and I was like, and it wasn't that good. You know, like when it's like a, it looks like a beginner tattoo artist. I think you got to say it's nice because it's in memory of, but you like, you, you, you overpaid. Um, Marla Ren said another man face on my man. Mm. And uh, Nato, Nat, Natalia Mona says, Michael watching her slobbing up. Oh, damn. <laughs> and miss yo-yo said my my baby's portraits uh are on my husband's chest so i kind of feel her all right speaking of cardi b she recently released her new single with megan the stallion the new single is called bongos and although fans are loving the song and video some critics like one-time rapper and podcaster joe buttons think differently now, Joe went on his podcast saying Bongos isn't uh, as high on the ratchet level as previous entries of theirs. Joe said he feels that Cardi and Megan miss the mark. What do you think of Cardi and Megan's new song? And do you think Joe is hating on the ladies, Al? Listen, I like Joe Budden. I think in the podcast space, he's doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. But he could be wrong, too. He could be wrong sometimes. I think this song is not his demographic because it's not my demographic. But I'm going to tell you what my insides are telling me. I think he's throwing shade. He's throwing shade because he hasn't forgotten that in that uh, uh that run-in that he had with the Migos at the, was it the BET Awards in 2017? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then, of course... <laughs> Quavo made a diss track or diss song about him or a verse about him. So I think he's still mustering some, you know, ill feelings and just trying to take a dig at them through Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Hey, what do you think? Um, Joe has historically had something to say negative about these ladies. He, you know, he just, he's, he's not a fan. And, and, and here's the thing, everything from perfume smell to music to food to fashion to car color is all subjective, Claudia. My favorite song, I could love it. You could absolutely hate it and think it's trash. Which one of us is right, all right? There are gonna be people who love it, there are gonna be people who hate it. I'm gonna be honest, when I heard the song at first, um, I didn't like it, but through scrolling through social media and hearing it over and over and over again, I'm now bouncing my hips and the drums in the back is giving me very Latin flair. I live in Miami. I hear it all the time. So I think the song is going to make its way up the charts and be a hit. These two ladies work well together. They look well together. And, um, me, or y'all confused on the criteria that it takes to be a, a critic of rap? Because just because from you from New York don't mean you're an authority on rap. And Joe Budden had one hit song. And I am not trying to read because he's in my age bracket. I was in college when Pump Pump It Up came out of high school. I don't remember no other Joe Budden song. And I know they say he's good and he can freestyle or battle rap all this other stuff. I just don't understand how somebody who's had less hits than Cardi and or Megan can now be an authority over them and the genre. I mean, he had that one song popping up and it was popping back in 2003 and it took 20 years to go gold. 20 oh, years. so it wasn't even popping like that then? No, it wasn't. Like it just went, I think it just went gold. And here's my thing. Um, I get what he's doing. And I don't think it was like that hateful. Cause like, he's definitely said way worse stuff about a lot of people, including myself, but he's known for this. Like he's found the success he never achieved in rap in the podcast casting space. And he actually is good at it. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and give him that. But to be a good podcaster, like he's going for like the hip hop version of like an, a Howard Stern. He's going with that shock jock stuff. So he says stuff that resonates where we're going to talk about it and then further driving more numbers to go watch the show. It's actually genius. It works well, but like, you know, he, he's, this isn't new to Joe. Joe it's is lazy. always, he's, Oh yeah, it is lazy. He, and it's no secret. He's definitely a Nicki Minaj fan. So he's definitely not going to be here for the, 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 the Cardi stuff, you know, he's going to be a little bit more critical, but he's a podcaster. So that's what he does. And I will say congratulations in, in, in that field because you are, like I said, you're successful there. But uh, an authority on rap, me and you got as many hits, Joe. I, I, I went in the studio one time with my friends.
So, you know, if you expert on rap, then so are we. But you 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 can't you don't have to be a rapper to express your opinion on this song. But I'm not surprised. It's helping his podcast. That's as politically correct as I can be. And um Brandy Lamb said he's a professional hater. Like sweet and sour pissy that his career went south in 2022. Well, it did in the rap world, but he's actually, you can't deny he's successful. Yeah, I mean, he's podcast, very basically. successful. Well, you know, Candace did say they did miss the mark. The visuals are bomb, but the song sucks. So there are people out there that agree with them. He was saying something about being commercialized ratchet, which I get what he's saying. Like he's saying it's the, it's the, it's the booty hole brown. It's the sexy reds genre now, but I, Megan and Cardi are too big of a name to do that kind of music. They do, they still do ratchet coochie music still, but it's a little bit more, it is commercialized. I'm mad at it. But also, I'm 50. So, coming up, a new couple was spotted out in New York City. Find out who when we return. Welcome back to the show. Hey, we want to give a special humongous TGIF congratulations to Coco Gauff for winning her first major tennis championship at the U.S. Open in New York. Now, the 19-year-old from Florida, oh, some good news out of Florida, is the first African-American teenager to win a title since Serena Williams. She did this at 19 years old. What do y'all think about Coco's historic win? Al, what do you think? Love it. Love it. Love it. Black woman magic at its finest. I love I love her entire story. I love that she comes from parents that were both student athletes. Her mother was in track and field. Her dad played sports in college. They went to university. She comes from a very strong two-parent household. I love the fact that she prayed after she won. She got on her knees and prayed. You know, that's a big thing for me. I love the fact that she's the youngest, you know, female in U.S. since 2001. And I also love the fact that it happened on the 50th. 50th anniversary or yeah, celebration of Billie Jean King, who we known as for gender equality and social justice and a former number one player in 36, 39 Grand Slams, <laughs> because they said that she resembles those characteristics that Billie Jean King did. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Congratulations, Coco, and can't wait to see all the changes you're going to give the tennis world and especially as a black female. Hey, what do you think? I think all the what the Florida story should be about Coco moving forward, at least for a couple months. I, I love this. I love what it represents. I love that it gives young black girls something to aspire to. I love that young people are achieving things this great. I mean, how great is this to achieve at 19 years old? The, the average 19 year old's biggest achievement is I found a skirt on sale at Forever 21. You know what I'm saying? Like to accomplish something this big. And additionally, I love her personality. I was watching her Instagram video earlier today when they were asking her what she's going to do with $3 million. And someone in the comments was like, pay off debt. And she just bursted out laughing. And she's like, I'm 19 years old. And I live at my my parents. I don't have any debt. And I just thought that on top of her being an awesome athlete, she's also a relatable down to earth human being. So I, I got much respect um, for Coco. I love that moment. That was a, such a flex without even trying it. She's like, not me girl with the debt. And mm -hmm. um, I also like that when people ask about how difficult this was for her and challenging, and she really made a statement about, you know, listen, I basically play tennis for a living. I got to do what I love. There's people out here that are really struggling, having real struggles and really doing challenging things. And that shows amazing emotional maturity. You know what I mean? To be like that aware that, you know, listen, I'm blessed to do this as a, a job. When there's people out here that are really having, you know, when people say, oh, it's so hard to be a, you know, a Grammy award-winning singer or a professional athlete. She's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's work, but there's people that are out there struggling much harder. So Coco, we are so proud of you. And we were all beaming, all happy. It's been quite a year for, uh, for, Ever since the boat thing went down in Montgomery, yeah, we, we've been kind of winning extra, extra, extra. But, extra, but you want to know something, Claudia? I'm a, to your point about what you just said about the job thing, it, it made me take a step back and realize that we are blessed. Any athlete, entertainer, actor, singer, anything like that, like no shade, it's not work. We have fun for a living. Work is people who go do construction work is people who go, you know, sit in cubicles and have to deal with the public. Th those, those are working people. Yes. We work hard at what we do, but we are blessed to have fun 
things that we love to do that, that that doesn't feel like the traditional sense of work. So it made me, you know, reevaluate myself and 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 drop to my knees, and just be thankful for the career that we have. That's right. Lynette Kelly said, I love that she stood her ground and checked that ref for not holding the rules. And Ruthie Huxable said, yes, she is so humble. We, I cannot wait to see what the, the, her future holds. All right, there's plenty of stars in the building to watch Coco win, including this new couple alert. <laughs> Why don't white people on our show? <laughs> Why is these white people on our show? <laughs> like, I don't even like think our audience, I don't know, think our audience even knows who Timothy Chamelet I don't. They do. Yes, they do. I don't. Oh, he's an icon. He's an icon in Generation Z. He's the new, he's the new. Um... Don't nobody that age watch this show. <laughs> Kylie Jenner and her new boo actor Timothy Chalamet were spotted at the tennis match coupled up. The two were also spotted at Beyonce's Renaissance Tour concert in Los Angeles, making their relationship public and official. We know Funky's not here for this, but Al, are you here for Kylie's amazing love interest that looks just like her before she got the surgery? <laughs> um, if it, if I felt that it was real, I could be here for it. I just feel like this is a PR stunt. First of all, they made it too public and it was too sudden. It wasn't like a leak. It was like, oh, all of a sudden you guys are at the biggest events of the, the quarter and now you're dating. This just feels like a Kris Jenner type of marketing tool. I'm not here for it. I'm sorry, but he definitely is talented. Remember, he was on that Call Me Your Name where he played a homosexual guy and he was really good. It's almost like the what really springboarded him into being a really great actor the same way for Will Smith and um, Six Degrees of Separation. So, okay, he's a great actor, but I'm not here for this relationship. Listen, I'm just happy that they're going to go enough black men crazy y'all don't exploit it enough pop you know residual fame off of black guys maybe this is the new pivot that the kardashians are about to make maybe they've heard black women's cries maybe they've heard the black community cries stop leeching off of us maybe black lives do matter and they finally got it and then they're about to start playing over there and leeching off of the, the white adjacency that they have so praise the lord keep keep on doing it as far as our demographic goes, Plain Jane said, we care more about that man leg than this. Yes. Okay. okay. I want to thank Al Reynolds and Funky Diet, Neva. Of course, <laughs> we're doing fantastic. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Make sure you hit that like button. Please stay tuned for Fox Soul Face Off on Fox Soul. We will see you back here tomorrow. Bye, soulmates. Good night, soulmates. Good night, soulmates.